Guess what time it is? Friday Jams! Well, hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Rock Your Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Boker, a serial entrepreneur on a mission to help you. This show is designed to teach you, to inspire you, to motivate you, to take massive action and build a future-proof business. So whether you're just starting out or taking your existing business to the next level, this is your home. Now, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's rock your brand. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this Friday Jam Session. Super excited you're here. And if you haven't heard me say it before, I'm going to say it right now. This is probably one of the highlights of my week because I get to hang out with some cool people every single Friday and answer some really awesome questions. Now, you might be asking, Scott, how do I get my question answered? Well, all you need to do is become part of our Take Action crew. How do you do that? Very easy. Head on over to TakeActionCrew.com. It's totally free, and we do it every single Friday, and it is a blast. So what you're about to listen to is one that we did last week. So this way here, even if you can't attend, you can always show up here to the Rock Your Brand podcast and listen to our live jam session. All right, guys, so sit back, relax, and let's jam. All right, guys, welcome to this Friday jam session. First off, hopefully your week went well, and uh, I'm excited because Fridays are always exciting for me, and they're not exciting because, well, it's Friday, and it's funny. We had a talk the other day, my my wife and my kids, and we were talking about, which actually there's an episode going to be coming out, depending on when you're listening to this, episode 1000, where uh, myself and my family sat down at the table, and uh, we discussed over the years what it's been like to uh, to be in this family, but also to be in a family of entrepreneurs and uh, and how that's affected them in their lives. But that's not what we're talking about here today. But it was funny because uh, as we were as we were uh, talking, you know, throughout you know our conversation, you know, we were uh, you know just talking in general, like Fridays, like people live for Friday to, to get to Friday and then the weekend. And then on the end of the weekend, it's like Sunday night. And then you're like, Oh man, I don't know. I'm kind of not looking forward to Monday. Right. I haven't had that feeling in years. I remember the feeling. I remember it in school when I would, you know, Sunday night would roll around. You're like, Oh, I still got to do that homework assignment. Oh, that means school's tomorrow. That's such a drag. But um, Fridays would feel the same, right? It'd be like, yes, tomorrow's Friday. As soon as Friday's over, the bell rings onto the weekend, right? Um, well, I feel excited right now about Fridays, not because work week is over with. Uh, it's actually because recently we've been, uh, traveling for volleyball and, uh, for beach volleyball for my youngest, my 13 year old. And this weekend, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, we're going to be heading to Charleston for a beach volleyball tournament, which is going to be awesome. So I'm excited. So, all right, today, what are we going to be talking about on this Friday jam session? Well, a really, really good topic because we talk a lot about creating content that brings in evergreen traffic for years to come, building our email list and driving traffic that way. But one of the big questions that comes in is Scott, I want to create content or I have been creating content for my website, but I'm just not sure how long should it be? And what I mean by how long is like how many words, how, how long, how in depth 
should it be? And Scott, how do you write in-depth posts on questions? Because you talk a lot about, you know, creating a resource for your market. And a lot of that is answering questions, specific questions. Actually, it's very, very easy to rank. Uh, it's a lot easier, I should say, to rank for keywords that are long tail that's answering a specific question. How to catch bass in a pond? Can you catch bass in the winter? Those types of questions, right? But how do we how do we come up with a word count that is good and that Google is going to reward us for? All right. So I'm going to pull one of Chris Schaefer's uh, well-known sayings that he says inside of Brand Creators Academy, and he has for years. You ask him a question and he says, it depends. I still got to get him that shirt. I said I was going to get him a shirt that says that because he says it quite a bit. And in this case, it does depend. Um, I'm going to give you guys some things to look at when you're creating your content. And that will give you an idea of how long the content should be. But it needs to be as long as it needs to be to convey or to answer the question. Now, you might say, well, Scott, if I answer a question like, uh, can you catch bass in the winter? It might be like, yes, you can catch bass in the winter because um, bass uh, like the cooler water. And uh, I've had a lot of great success catching bass in the winter. So, yes, you can catch bass in the winter. Like that would be the blog post. No. So what happens is, is when you answer that question, you go into more details of why you can catch bass or why not. You can catch bass in the winter. Okay. Then you might want to talk about maybe there's specific lures that work better in the winter. And then you talk maybe a little bit about sizes of the pond make a difference. You might also talk about temperatures between, oh, I don't know, uh, 50 degrees and 70 degrees. And, and I'm just pulling this stuff out of thin air, but you would go to, here's a quick way to find those subtopics that will build out that post is if you go into Google and you search, can you catch bass? Actually, I'll do it on the fly here and uh, I'll, I'll read it. So you guys that aren't watching, uh, will be able to, uh, let's see. So can you catch bass in the, and then it says winter, right? So I also have, can you catch bass in the middle of the day? Can you catch bass in the summer? Can you uh, catch bass in cold in the ocean, afternoon, river, right? But I'm going to go, can you catch bass in the winter? So I click on that and then directly down below that, the little snippet, it says people also ask, what is the best bait for bass in the winter? Do bass bite when it's cold? Where do largemouth bass go in the winter? What temperature is too cold for bass fishing? So those would be those subtopics. So then you would write a paragraph or two on those. And before you know it, we've got a blog post about 1,000 to 1,500 words. That's usually where we are living as far as our creation process. We're usually between 1,200 and 1,500 words. So if you want a word number, I'm going to throw that out there. We're between 1,000 and 1,500, let's call it. And I would say usually on the side of 1,200 to 1,500. But does that mean that some posts won't be 1,800 or some posts might, might be 1,000? It's going to vary, but here's one thing that you want to look at when you are deciding how long it is. And I don't mean like you're going to set out like this has to be this exact word count, but what you want to do is you want to look at that keyword. Okay. And then you want to see all of the websites that are ranking for that keyword. And then you want to see their content. 
you want to look at their content. Is their content well-written? Is it long? Does it have a lot of images? Are there a lot of subtopics? Is there a table of contents? So we have to look at our competition in a sense, okay, of what they are writing. Now, in the very beginning, you might not want to do all that work. And to be honest with you, we didn't. And I still don't because usually if we're just starting question type based posts, we are going to write them between 1200 and 1500 words. That's the instructions I'm giving to our writers. And why am I doing that? Because usually question based posts are less than that because exactly what I shared with you in the beginning there was it's hard for people to write more than just to answer that question. Okay. So I know that if we go for a thousand to 1500 words, probably going to be one of the, uh, you know, more, uh, in-depth article on that question answer. Now, if you're going after how to, you could be up against 6,000 words, 10,000 words. Now, does that mean that you're going to rank better? Not necessarily, but usually and common sense says here, if your, if your blog post is, is, uh, larger and it has more information then you're probably going to have more information that supports the reason why someone came to that article. And then Google would reward you because you're on that post longer. You're reading that post, uh, you know, for a longer period of time, you're getting the information. So Google wants to put it in front of those people, right? Not just because it has 6,000 words. It's because it has more information that's useful. And then they start looking at like how long someone sits on that page. If it's a longer post, they're probably reading more. Maybe there's videos embedded on that. So that's where you would then want to look at your competition. But if you're just starting out or if you're adding a batch of question-based posts, I would say anywhere from 1,000 to 1,500 words is kind of where I would live, Okay. And you're probably safe. That's what we did on both of our case study brands that we're building inside of Brand Creators Academy. And it's worked very well for us. Okay. This way here, we have like, that's our, you know, that's our metric that we want to, or our, uh, you know, our outline structure is where we want to have subheads in those subheads. We want to have two to three paragraphs. Usually that's going to build it out to be a thousand to 1500 words. And it's worked very well. So if you want a number, I would say a thousand to fifteen hundred words, just because it gives them enough information and you can build it out with those subheads. Okay. So that would be that. Now, the other thing to look at when you're looking at your competition to see, okay, I'm going to write this. This is the length I'm going to write it. But you also want to look at the keyword that you're going after your competition. Is their title the exact search? Okay. And the reason why I'm saying this is because sometimes you could write a post that was a lot less than what they have posted because you are an exact match on the title and inside of that, that content, it's answering exactly what the title says. So for that one specific search, you might be able to outrank them because it's more of an exact match for the user. Not always, but it would help right now. If you had the exact match long tail keyword in there, right? How to catch bass in a pond or can you catch bass in the winter? Okay. If you had that and then you had those different subheads, what is the best bait for bass in the winter? You could potentially rank for that now because that's inside of that post. The title of the post is, can you catch bass in the winter? And then the 
obvious question that would also be in there is like, okay, you said I could, so what's the best bait, right? And, um, and then that way there, you could potentially rank for what is the best bait for bass in the winter? Do bass bite when it's cold? Possibly rank for that. Where do largemouth bass go in the winter? Possibly rank for that. So now you have multiple ways that people could find this article that's all relevant even in the subheads because the subheads are going to answer these other specific questions. So you kind of get all of these other benefits. So that is my uh, thoughts on how long does a post need to be? It, it does depend. Okay. But hopefully you can see that number one, don't overthink it. If you're creating question-based posts, keep them between a thousand and 1500 words and you'll be just fine. Okay. It's better than saying, Oh, I think I got to have, uh, you know, 1262 words. And you try to hit that and you know, you're trying to get everything like perfect, um, in that range. Okay. Make sure that the, the title is the exact title of the post. And other than that, optimize the post, have good images in there, have those images, have keywords that are related to the post embed a YouTube video. That's not even yours. Put that in there and see how that does, okay? Because you keep people on that page longer, it's also going to let Google know that people want that information and they're enjoying that information and they're using that information, all right? And then one other thing, while we're on the content side of things, make sure that you do some external linking and some internal linking. External could be re, you know sending out a link to uh, maybe uh, bassmagazine.com right? Where you can say, oh, there's some other great articles over here, or maybe you link to an article. Uh, and then you also, if you have other articles that support the piece of content that you wrote, interlink. And then that, what that'll do is it will also keep that, that person engaged because they may click over to another post, read another one, stay on your site longer, which helps Google see that you are, uh, you know, a site that's giving good information. Okay. So those are just some some things that you could also do as you're optimizing the post. Cause it's not just word count. It's not just word count. I just did a hot seat session with one of our BCA members and her post was one of the shorter ones. And she still ranked on page. I believe it was page one or maybe on the top of page two, probably only about five, 600 words. Um, but some of the ones she was going up against, it were some really high authoritative sites, but her, her post answered that one specific question. Okay. Now she's going to go back now that we've identified that it's ranking just before page one, she's going to go back, build that out a little bit more, make it a little bit more robust. Okay. So that's my thoughts on word count. Okay. And how long it needs to be. So with that all being said, this is our jam session. So let's just go ahead and answer any questions that we have and we can wrap this up. And uh, we can carry on. If you are listening to this on the podcast and you would like to be part of our live jam session, head on over to takeactioncrew.com. Again, that's takeactioncrew.com. And you can join that. It's free. And there's also a player over there that will give you the uh, back episodes of our coffee talks. And you can search through this really cool player that uh, you'll find anything you're looking for on any topic. So go check that out. All right. So let's go ahead. Let's see what we got here. Uh, let's see. All right. So this one here is from Jeannie. I'm just about to start for a, a new website. I want to post every day about products on my site. Uh, okay. So I don't know if that's a question or not. Um, but I like it that you want to post every day, but do not 
get yourself into a spot where you feel like you are getting overwhelmed. I would rather see you post consistently one to two times a week and keep that consistency without being overwhelmed and making sure that the quality is there than trying to do one post a day. Um, I also think that yes, having product uh, posts on your site is good, but I would also want to see questions being answered, right? If I sell bass fishing lures and I bring someone over that has a question, can you catch bass uh, in the winter? And they get my post, they come over and I talk about bait and I have a lure and I sell the lure, there's a good chance they might buy my lure, right? So we want to get them over with those questions as well. Uh, let's see. Karen says, hi, Scott, I have content quick and short, but lots of it may be too short. It might be. So what I would do, Karen, is maybe jump into Uber Suggest, take your URL, your website address, put it in there, and then look and see where you are ranking for certain keywords. And it will show you the position of those keywords in the post that's ranking on your site. And if you see that there's you know, a, uh, a post like we did here for one of our members, uh, it was on page two with a little bit of extra effort. We can now push that to page one and start getting some more traffic just from modifying that and, and really, uh, further optimizing it. So yes, you might want to go back and see, uh, if, uh, some of those short posts, uh, could be revived a little bit and added to. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Troy says mine are 1500, but depending on content, I can be flexible between a thousand and 1500. Yeah. And, uh, and Troy, I know your niche because you're in inside of BCA and, uh, I know that you can do well with a thousand to 1500 and, uh, yeah, I think you can do well. I will say this too. anybody that's creating content. I would not go back and start looking at my content as far as ranking and how to improve it until you're at least three to four months in, uh, because it takes that long to get indexed and to really see where you're going to kind of fall into the, the search rankings. So I would just be careful with doing it too soon. Uh, let's see. So Karen says, uh, do not have anyone subscribing to my YouTube channel or website updates, but I do have some videos with a lot of views. Not sure what I'm doing wrong. Uh, well, I wouldn't worry about YouTube subscribers as much. Uh, they've talked about that recently that subscribers really don't matter all that much on YouTube. Uh, because you're on, they're only seeing a small portion. I would really like the ones with a lot of views. Those are the ones that I would be making sure that my description was well optimized. So if there's a lead magnet that you could put in there, make sure that's the first thing that they can see in there. So if the video was like how to catch more bass in a pond and in the very first sentence, it'd be like, um, download the ultimate guide for catching more bass, uh, this summer. And then there would be your website that would go to a landing page that would start collecting the email addresses. I would much rather get the email address than the YouTube subscriber, in my own opinion. Um, let's see, Chantel. How are you impacted by the Google updates? Uh, well, it just does, that does depend, again, and not everyone is affected negatively or positively. Sometimes everything just stays the same. But usually when you have some type of Google update or algorithm update, you will see either a dip or uh, traffic go up or you'll see it go down, but then come back. 
So a lot of times things get kind of jostled around a little bit when this happens, and then it takes maybe 30 days for things to get back or to take the new algorithm shift. Um, I really wouldn't worry too much about the Google updates unless you are doing things on your website that are either black hat, gray hat, meaning you're, you're going after backlinks from backlink sites. Uh, you're buying backlinks. Uh, you are, you know, uh, you're, you're doing things on your, maybe you're, uh, you're getting links from a private blog network. Um, maybe your site is heavily on just product affiliate reviews that could negatively affect it. Uh, so all of those things, that's when I would be worried. Um, but if you're building your site with content and you're doing it for the user experience, I don't know how you would really be affected. Now I can't say that it would, wouldn't be, but if you're doing everything on the up and up, which is basically create good content for the user experience and, uh, you know, make sure that you're, you're delivering good value. Like I, I think as long as you do that, I don't see how you could be affected by that. All right. So, okay. I think that is going to wrap up our jam session. Uh, that's all the time we have now for questions. Again, if you have any other questions you want me to answer, drop them in the comments or, uh, just go to takeactioncrew.com. go there, sign up and you'll be put on our morning crew list. And then you can always reply back to that first email and ask a question. And I'll do my best to answer it here on an upcoming coffee talk. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, take care, take action, have an awesome, amazing day, weekend, whenever you're listening to this, and I will see you soon. Take care, guys. All right. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that Friday jam session. And like I said in the beginning, if you want to attend one of our live Friday jam sessions, all you need to do is head on over to takeactioncrew.com. That is where we show up every Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern time, and you can join us. You can ask a question, and then uh, I can answer it, and we can go ahead and also publish it here on the podcast. So once again, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. This is always one of the highlights of my week, and until next time, remember, I'm here for you, I believe in you, and I am rooting for you, but you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now go rock your brand. Oh, and one last thing. If you can do me one small favor and leave me a review over on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast, and just let me know what is one thing that the podcast has helped you with since listening, whether you just started listening or if you're a longtime listener like this one right here from Leanne. She says, content is invaluable. Five stars. Host forever keeps my attention. The content is always extremely helpful. He's given me more of an education in the last year and a half that I've been listening than I would have gotten with a degree in entrepreneurship, if that's even a thing. Tons of incredible, useful information, tips, and motivation. My favorite things are, one, he is not boring. He's engaging and motivating in a personal and professional way. Two, he doesn't dribble on about off topics. And three, the titles are on point. When I'm struggling with particular issues, I know that I can go to the podcast, search through the podcast, and find what I'm after. This is great because I certainly don't have time to go through a million episodes of different podcasts just hoping that I'll run across the topic I'm needing at that time. 
So I appreciate these so much. Your review will help inspire and motivate other people. And it will also allow us to reach more people inside of these platforms. So if you would do that, that would be amazing. And as always, remember, I'm rooting for you.